Well, it is another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. It's not just another week, though, Jason. It is the day after the election, and uh, we don't know anything, really. Uh, and, and I do want to, we need, we were talking about this on the way in. We need to preface this. This particular show today is pre-recorded. So it is, it is 8.50 a.m. Eastern Time. We are pre-recording the show, and the reason why we're telling you that is because a lot could happen between now and 5 p.m. Eastern uh, in Knoxville and around the country. And and so I, we didn't want you listening on Joy 620 and going, why are they talking about they these things? They are so out of touch. It's already happened. It's done. And and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about what happened last night. We're gonna talk about what we know right now. Uh, but but please understand, this show is pre-recorded, and so it is not live. At, at you know, if you're driving home and it's five o'clock. Uh, this is not live for you. Yes, we'll this try to give a, we'll try to give a reminder at the yes. beginning of each segment here. But yeah, indeed, uh, our schedules just were not going to permit us to be able to go live today. And so there's just no telling what the rest of the day My holds goodness. because yeah. let's face it, everything that we experienced last night is, um, concerning and confusing. Uh, and not because of necessarily one candidate taking a lead over the other, but more, as you and I have said, we really are, I fear, about to experience the worst case scenario. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think, you know, and, and people have made jokes, and, and I think at, at this point it's kind of half joke, not joke, in saying, uh, hey, it's 2020, we're going to get worst case scenario. I think, I think that's the direction we're going. This is going to be messy, you know. Probably about 10, 30, 11 o'clock last night, I, I felt, I felt pretty good that, that Trump was gonna, gonna pull it out. Uh, I, I think the Florida numbers were absolutely insane. I mean, it, Trump's numbers in Florida, uh, surprised everyone, uh, especially, you know, if you, if you paid, paid attention to any national polls, uh, what Trump was able to do in Florida is insane. Not right. just the whole state, but Miami Dade. Yeah. Uh, which normally goes, it's, it's heavy Hispanic, uh, and normally goes big time blue. Trump absolutely showed up and showed out in Miami Dade. And, and, and we actually, uh, Republicans flipped two house seats in Miami Dade. Right. And, and that, no one thought that was going to happen. And so you, you got Florida and then Ohio, I mean, he killed it in Ohio. And, and typically a Republican candidate, you win Florida, you win Ohio, everybody can go home because right. the game is over. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> now what we saw is, is there were certain states that just so, were so like, did you go to bed I, at one o'clock, okay. <laughs> one o'clock? And I, you know, I, I posted yesterday. I have, I've really taken a sabbatical in terms of like posting political things on social media. And yesterday I was telling a lot of people, look, this is my Super Bowl, So I'm going to annoy the, the snot out of you with yeah. my post, you know, on Facebook, especially and, uh, and I will say, I got a lot of engagement. A lot of folks were, were like, what do you think now? What do you think now? And, and I will say there was moments, cause I was, I was, I was posting about Florida before lunchtime. Hey, right. be paying attention. The numbers are insane. The election day numbers are really insane for Republicans. And so there was a part of me that was a little nervous that I was, uh, gonna look like an idiot at the end of the night. Uh, but Florida went the direction I thought it was going to go, and so I didn't look like an idiot. I didn't have egg on my face. Well, you did. Uh, you just just that's not, right. Not on that this is other thing. other things. Right, yeah. Sure. And so, uh, <laughs> so finally, it, I, I think I posted it like midnight. Okay, I'm going to bed. And then at 12:30, I posted something else. And then at 12:45, I posted <laughs> somebody commented was like, "I thought you were going to bed." I was like, "Yeah, I just can't get yeah, off the couch. Yeah. I'm getting there." 
Uh, and so I, I finally went to bed about one and, uh, and then woke up immediately grabbed my phone. I was like, Oh, great. We don't really know. Yeah, anything. I, t- I took the approach of, I, I think I went onto the bed of around 11 o'clock. And then I just kind of dozed in and out all night. I just kept it running. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's always good. Great for your sleep patterns, you know. But I just kind of went in and out, and we'd kind of roll over and kind of hear it a little bit. And I adjusted the volume multiple times, like, oh, it's too loud. Oh, it's too quiet. Yeah, oh, it's to too loud. It. I need yeah. to hear this, you know. And um, I think the thing that was most discouraging to me uh, and again, we are pre-recorded today. What what seems to be, and I, I hope that I'm wrong, but it seems as if we are headed down a path where we have a country who is not going to trust the results Mm-mm. of the election. And for whatever reason, we have somehow managed to put ourselves in that situation. And that maybe above all is most I wouldn't even say discouraging. I would say infuriating to me. Yeah. Like in 2020, how do we not figure out how to secure votes? I don't understand. I mean, how do we not figure out how to do this in a way that avoids potential disruption, that avoids potential hangups? How do we even allow a a postmark date to be on the actual election day. I, I, yeah, I don't I, understand it, that. This look, and, and, and we've talked about how co- do we accept votes yeah. that don't have a postmark <laughs> on them? Like, yeah. like genuinely, and, sincerely, how do I, we as a as country? A, and that's the thing. As a function non, this way, as a nonprofit, if we get a uh, a check in the mail and it's not postmarked December thirty first, then then we're not allowed to count that. For, a, for, that a, year's for that year, giving. correct. You're not allowed to. Period. Correct. It doesn't matter if you're like, but I really wanted it to count toward my tax. No, correct. No, it's not postmark. We're not going to count it, and the and the federal government's not going to count it, and and so it's really that simple. And and the frustrating part for me, and we talked about COVID on this show. Goodness, go look at the archive. But <laughs> but the 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 desire and by the archive we mean the last four months right six months yeah. the the desire <laughs> to hang everything on COVID which is why they did the mail in ballots which is which are is yeah, so, different so, than absentee so, ballots so this is important give our listeners that might not know this sure. a clarification right because some would say well we've always had mail in ballots well yeah, well, no. well well is that accurate so absentee ballots are something that you've heard for many years whether that be uh, uh, soldiers, military uh, right. personnel that are working overseas or they're they're stationed stationed in certain parts of the country, they will do absentee ballots. There's a process. You have to request an absentee ballot. Hey, I'm out of country. I need my ballot. Can you send it to me? I'll fill it out and send it back. Right. That's Thus fine. The idea of absentee. Yeah. That means yes. you requested it. You went through the proper process. You received your ballot. You mailed it in. Uh, a mail-in ballot, which is what we've heard this year because of COVID, well, it's going to be way too dangerous to vote. It appears, if you'll notice yesterday, record turnout. Yes. And and if you went early voting, record turnout. Knox County voted more people right. this year than ever. Right. Uh, and, and so the, the fear of voting in person, which I will say the poll places seem to have done it well sure. and were safe and, and all of those things. But mail-in ballots were – 
It doesn't matter if you request it or not. We're going to send a ballot to your house. And what you have in those moments is just like where I live right now, I get mail for a dude that he wasn't even the guy that lived there before me. He lived there before the people that lived there before me. And I still get his mail. Correct. And this isn't like scam mail. This is like legit mail <laughs> like, that I'm having to put back in the mailbox and say, hey, he doesn't live here. You need to find him. Correct. And and so what that means is they're mailing out ballots There's to people. There's no verification to that, say that that person actually filled out and, that And ballot. what they're saying is that what they're doing is they're saying if you get this, Jason Hayes, you and it's not you. You're going to send it back to us. You're definitely not going to fill it out and mail it in. Right. You wouldn't do that. Right. Now, you wouldn't do that, Jason, I don't think. Right. But would I? I don't know. Right. I, I mean, if I'm honest, if I received that in the mail and it didn't have my name on it and I had an agenda or a, per, uh, a particular candidate that I wanted to, to see win, well, I could do that mail-in ballot for whoever Joe Schmo is. And then I can go to the election box and I could vote twice in that in that case. So mail-in ballots are very different than absentee ballots. But what we have this year is a ton of mail-in ballots. Well, and the that's thing that's the disconcerting scary part. is that, I, I, and again, this this goes back to me. Not only how are we so technologically Ugh. behind? I, I don't understand it here, even in Knox County. And, and I initially thought it was all related to COVID. And then I'm like, wait a minute, we're all like all touching the same yes. pins and things of that sort. It makes no where sense. Where we're literally filling in bubbles. Uh, you know, here in even Knox County on our on our voting uh, ballots and and doing that, uh, and, and so you think, well, man, there, there's got to be a better way. And I understand there's been because of a potential um, you know wrongdoing that they're trying and like no, just just we can we can be better than this. But then I just do not understand. And and I would sincere I can sincerely say, I would have the same conviction either way. Truly, either sure. way, uh, whichever way it's going, I do not understand how troves of ballots randomly show up overnight. <laughs> yeah. I, I truly do not understand that. And I certainly do not understand about how large chunks of ballots show up and have a representation that is unlike all other voting in that district or state. In other words, if... X amount of votes show up magically. How is it possible that they are so different when it comes to the average breakdown? Let's say in the state, uh, you know, or even in that particular district, let's say Trump is ahead, uh, you know, 60 40. Okay. Well, I do not understand how a trove of ballots would show up and they don't have anything that remotely closely looks like that split. I understand if it's coming from a different district. Sure. I understand if it's coming from a different precinct. I understand if it's coming from a different state. Those are the things that are really, really concerning. Well, and, and, and to, to that point, it appears that that happened in Michigan. Everybody went to sleep. Everybody went home. And then we look at the numbers, and uh, 138,000 plus votes were found. And they all went to the challenger, Joe Biden. Now, does that mean there's shenanigans going on? I don't know. But here's the problem. Here's the problem for a guy that that uh, I was telling you, that this is my Super Bowl. I, I, I have not stayed up till 1 o'clock in the morning. I, I, don't, I didn't even stay up till midnight at New Year's Eve last year. Okay, so... But but every four years, this is it for me. Yeah. And, and so the, the frustrating part is... These political institutions that our founders put in place that, that have so much trust and that we put so much stock in, one of the last of those 
is the election process. And what we saw four years ago is, is we saw folks trying to uh, put chinks in that armor and say, right. this is – this, we can't trust it. Russia, this, Russia, right. that. They did an investigation. It, you know, appears like that wasn't the case. And so, but, but because of that, it's been a constant. We've heard, we've seen the governor's race in Georgia. We've seen the governor's race in Florida. We've seen governor's races and, and, uh, other races that have happened around the country where we still to this day, Stacey Abrams has not conceded that victory. Right. And, uh, the governor of Georgia has been there. <laughs> and, and so you, you have yeah. these you have these things where we're trying to uh, create distrust within the institutions. Right. Well, what happens when you get to the point that we are now? And I was telling uh, I was telling somebody this morning. I said, if you thought we were divided before, yep. you create this kind of division with an election of not trusting votes, and Correct. all of a sudden, Correct. you know, right now. Uh, of course, again, this is pre-recorded, but right now the numbers out of Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Listen to these numbers. In 2016, Donald Trump won Wisconsin by 22,748 votes. Right now, with 77% reporting, he's ahead in Wisconsin 104,000 votes. That's quite the difference and quite the cushion that, that the... Joe Biden's going to have to make up. In Michigan, he won by 10,700 votes. Right now, with 61% reporting, he's ahead 289,000 votes. In Pennsylvania, he won 44,292 votes in 2016. Right now, 66% uh, voting or reporting, he's ahead by 696,000 votes. Now, you would look at that and go, there's no way outside of Shenanigans. There's no way you can get over, you can get that with mail-in ballots. Right. You wouldn't think. Right. But, but that's why we got to buckle up because that's where we are now. Pennsylvania has already said we may not know till the weekend. Yeah. Our votes. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, okay, okay. So, so when we come back, I'm going to talk about two other things that are just head scratchers. I, I, I need you. I need you to help me. I need you to walk alongside me when we come back. So as we continue the conversation today, again, this is pre-recorded. We're recording this about 9 a.m. Eastern time. So as you're listening on your way home on Joy 620, you know, some of the things that we are saying, we might already have a, a winner right. by 5 o'clock. Right. I doubt it, but we may. <laughs> uh, we may have a winner. So we talked um, in the first segment. We talked about, you know, in many ways it feels like a worst-case scenario when a country um, – may or may not, uh, or, or in this case, would not trust the results of an election. And uh, we can talk towards uh, things that have happened over the last few election cycles that have ingrained that doubt in people's minds. We uh, can talk about things that President Trump has said. We can talk about things that uh, former Vice President mm-hmm. Biden has said that have created uh, that uh, kind of questioning of the process but even just looking, as we said in the first segment, just looking at certain things, I'm not certain that I'm ready to say that everything is, is you know, is illegal and everything is, is uh, you know, full of deceit. I will say, though, 
I just don't understand how things can function so in such a, a, a means of incompetence. Like, like, can I can I just ask this question? I do not understand. You have had years upon years mm-hmm. to prepare. How do you not have a second shift or a third shift or a fourth shift? How do you not have an agreement that we are going to be here until the, all the votes are counted? I do not understand when a country is waiting on results, how one local precinct can say, we're all going to bed at 10 o'clock. I just do I, not understand I, that. The and we were talking all. I mean, it's not like no. there's a everything functions at night. No. My packages are moving no. through the yeah. night. We, Every, we have everything. We have. all of our businesses are functioning through the night. How can we not manage to find another group of people that'll work through the night and count votes? And the frustrating part for me is this happens every four years. <laughs> and every four years, it's like a month before they're like, "Oh crap, we have an election coming up." No, you you've known about this. And so that's why when when you're watching last night and you see what happened in Florida, Ron DeSantis is running that state well. Now, now there may be people listening to this that don't agree with that, but what we saw with the election is we got the numbers out quickly, immediately, because some states, they're allowed to go ahead and start tallying uh, early votes, not releasing that, but they're allowed to start the process so that it... You know, when the polls close, they're not counting those and everything else. Right. And so what you had in Florida was you had a, when the polls closed, you had a quick dump. This is what we know. They're also all day long, they're releasing numbers of Democratic voters, Republican voters, independent, you know, non-affiliated voters. And so you're able to track that as the day goes on. And then, you know, by about 10 o'clock, we knew who won the state. Right. Even though people were, you know, media outlets were hesitant to call the state, we were pretty confident that state was going to go red. And so you have a state like Florida, a large state, a lot of voters, very diverse, and they got it done. And then you have states that last night, like Michigan and Wisconsin and others, that were like, yeah, we're going to bed. And, and the frustrating part for me is I would argue you don't have that luxury. Get it done. You, you need to have plans in place. And frankly, there's people around this country that would do that for no pay. Correct. Because they care that much about the process. Correct. They would do it with no pay. And if you're thinking, well, that would be, uh, they would be looking to get an edge. No, how about you make it bipartisan then? Right. Th- there would be plenty of Democrats and Republicans that would say, we'd love to come in and help you count and get this done. And then you have security in place. You have monitors in place. And, and, and so it, it, to me, they make this a lot more difficult than it needs to be. And then outside of all of that, even I was talking to my dad this morning and he's like, well, when you when you stick it in the machine, you would think they could just push a button and it prints out. And, and, and my dad doesn't own a computer. He doesn't own a computer or right? a smartphone or has the internet. Like, and he said you would think you would just push a button and it would print out or give you a, a, a some some yeah. type of form. This is how many votes this person got. This is right. how many votes this person got in a nice Excel sheet or something. <laughs> and instead, it's like, oh man, we're you know, it's going to be all be night. Here. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I, if, if you're just joining us today, uh, again, we are pre-recorded. Uh, we're recording roughly around nine o'clock, uh, on Wednesday morning. And so there are any number of things that are likely to have happened, uh, between now and the time that you're now listening. Um, but I, I think the thing that we're really focusing our energies on is not speculating on which way a certain state's going to go or even really giving our commentary 
on uh, on who we think should or should not uh, you know win in a certain particular race. I, I think what we're doing today though is just talking about a certain degree of frustration about how is it that we get done as one of if not the greatest country on the face of the planet. How do we not have a better election process? And that is concerning to me. And there's also this other piece. And, Andrew, I need you to speak towards this. The whole idea of polling in advance. The 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 idea that we were going to see unequivocally a blue wave that was going blow, to sweep the nation, yeah. an absolute blowout, has been what we have heard for weeks, whether that has excited you or whether that has saddened you, most, and I say the large majority of polls have said this is going to be a blue wave. And we're not just talking about the presidency. Oh, we're also talking about Congress, Senate. We're talking about yep. all of this thing. And those polls, no matter who wins in this particular presidential race, have been proven to be not just wrong, but significantly wrong. Yeah, it, it appears. How is that possible? It appears the the Senate is going to hold Republican majority. Uh, Republicans actually flipped a couple House seats in in uh, Washington, which which is a big deal. They didn't get the majority, but they did flip some House seats. Uh, I mean, yeah, th- there was there was a a national poll the other day that said Donald Trump was going. To, I mean, this is a respected agency. And they said that Donald Trump was going to get 39% of the vote nationally. The person that published that should be fired. The person that, that came up with that poll. Anyone that would have received those results should have said, yeah, like we know that's not true. It's a two-party race, like two-person race. There's no really strong third party. There's no Ross uh, Perot coming. Uh, There's no Kanye. Kanye Kanye's uh, there, but he's not. Did, did, did he did get we, a lot of votes? In I was Knox like, did he actually get any votes? I think he got like 600 something votes here oh, in uh, in Knox County. But well, but the uh, the he did, part, he did that church service. He did in Pigeon Forge. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Pigeon Forge. Yeah. Uh, that probably put him over the edge. <laughs> uh, but but the the frustrating part about that is. Uh, the polls were just wrong. And so that creates, again, distrust. And then what you have, Jake Tapper last night on CNN said, uh, and, and said it with a straight face, well, uh, a blue wave and uh, domination, a landslide, was always a pipe dream for the Democrats' candidate. I'm going, but every poll said that. Right. And and so so then you could let your mind wander and go, well, what are the goals of these polls? Correct. And who is who's, who's doing them? them? Yeah, and yeah. what are the goals that they have behind them? Do you and that's the, do you that's sit the in the camp well. that that most of those are biased in nature or is there a possibility that even some uh polls that are are attempting to do it, you know, yeah. in, in a stand-up matter uh or a stand-up manner, I should say, uh, are are seeing things you know you you hear about kind mm-hmm. of the the silent vote yeah. which is you know those that, that aren't overly proud to say they're voting for Trump but yet are going to vote for Trump or weren't overly proud to say that they're voting for Biden but yet we're going to vote for Biden I mean what what is your general thought when yeah. it comes to you know is this just pure uh, tomfoolery, or is this uh, people really not accurately I think reflecting a, who they're going to I think it's for? a mixture. I think there's definitely a shy Trump voter. What what some polls have done, the successful ones have done, is they'll ask the the person on the phone, "What about your neighbor?" 
And what that does is that gives them an out. So they tell about their neighbor, which it, they're really telling about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so those questions are starting to be important. But what we're also seeing is pollsters believe that everybody's going to be honest. Look, if your doctor says, how many how many days a week do you exercise? What are you going to say? Four, four uh, to I five. Mean, all the time. Yeah, four all to the five, time. yeah. Uh, do, you, do you drink alcohol? I don't know. One. No, no, none at all. <laughs> and then they're, but, you know, and so so the, the, the idea that people are just going to be completely honest with a pollster is crazy. Now, right. you call me. I'm going to have a 30-minute conversation with you because I'm going to dialogue. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my gosh, when's this dude going to hang up? Yeah, please. But most people... Not going to do that, and and so that's where you have problem with the polls. We'll talk more when we come back. That's a great one, Bon Jovi. Yeah, Better Alive. Yeah, that's a good one. That's from uh, Young Guns, great movie back in the nineties. Man, uh, I say wild. great movie. It was a great movie then, and then I, the other about a. Probably six months ago, I was like, hey, I'm going to watch Young Guns. And I turned it on, and that is the only song that works with it. The rest of it is very not, very much not. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, this movie's not, not like very good. what I remembered. Yeah, have you, yeah I, I feel like we we experience that pretty often yeah. uh, at our home. Like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, yeah, let's watch that. And then I'm like, oh, man, this is – I was going to have also noticed that there were a number of things in – Certain movies that that I just missed altogether when I was a kid, that uh, that I'm not completely comfortable that I would want my children watching. Does that make yeah. sense? Yep. You know, like e- even some of like the movies that we consider kind of classics, like E.T. or yeah. uh, like The Goonies or some of that stuff. There's a few lines in some of those. You're like, oh, oh, I, mm-hmm. uh, kids, let's let's just yeah. move on past that. It's not. Good. Yeah, for sure. We we tried to watch the other day. Uh, the Haunted Mansion. I don't know if I've seen it. Uh, it's on Disney and Eddie Murphy. Okay. Uh, it's Disney. But yeah. but when I pulled it up, my grandma was like, Eddie Murphy? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, don't know about I was that. like, it's Disney. He's not like the Eddie Murphy of Beverly Hills Cop. It's yeah. not going to be that Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, but we watched very little of it because the kids were terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and so we didn't get far into it. But now that Halloween's over, uh, every night – uh, it is Hallmark movies. Oh, uh, I, man. I run the show you've every Christ, night. You've gone Christmas movies. Every night when I, after, after supper, I walk in the living room and I'll say, okay, hand me the remote and Hallmark it goes. Wow. Wow. Yep. Man, we've talked about a lot of really unfortunate things so far in the show and maybe that sits at the very tip top <laughs> of it. Wow. Whatever. It's wow. Great. It's great. Hey, so, you know, what, what are your concerns, uh, for, not so much, you know, the the political cycle or, uh, you know, election infrastructure. I, I, I don't want to yeah. speak about that. We know um, that over the last several months, we have seen rioting. We have seen um, looting. We have seen protests. Uh, and we, we do understand, and you and I both would agree, there is an appropriate and right and constitutional place for protest. None of us are going to, um, affirm, uh, you know, violence and are going to affirm, you know, looting and things of that sort. But there's peaceful protest. There is appropriate protest. Mm-hmm. My concern, though, is that because there is now an election that is seemingly so mired in controversy that that we are going to see a division 
And I would say also the fruit that comes with that division to a degree that maybe we have never seen before. And I am genuinely concerned about that. Again, for those that are just joining us, we are pre-recorded this morning. Uh, we, we had a number of things that were kind of conflicts with our schedule. And so a lot of stuff could have happened between 9 a.m., the time we're recording, to 5, as you're now listening to it, on the drive at 5 on your way home this Wednesday afternoon. But I have a concern about that. And yeah. so maybe your thoughts uh, as it relates to, you know, what what, what can we or should we um, be expecting and what do we need to be praying against? Yeah, I, I think I think for some, there are folks that, that woke up this morning <clears throat> feeling good. After last night, I think there are folks that woke up this morning, you know, feeling terrible uh, at the direction it was going. And I think over the next few days, you're going to have folks going both ways. Uh, I think what is important for the church and for, and for the believer to remember is although we engage in this process and although we care deeply about this process and, and we, you know, we can even get, um, passionate about this process, uh, our hope in, in our future, in our hope in tomorrow is not based on who occupies the Oval Office. Right. And that's not, uh, you know, I think some people say that, and I'll be honest, I hear that from some folks. Uh, and I'm going, yeah, you're just trying to disregard my love for country. You're trying to disregard my passion for, right. for this process. Uh, but please hear me when I say that, that that is not just a trope. That is, if we believe that, that God is sovereign over everything, then yes, we absolutely want to vote and get involved and get engaged and be a part of the process. But we also have to recognize that, that he is the author. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know what that means. I, you know, and, and some of the answers that we look for, we won't know on this side. Uh, and, and so what, what does that mean if Trump wins or if Biden wins or if the, the Senate holds conservative or, or, or flips or the households or, or whatever? It, it's hard to say. But what I do know is for me in Knoxville, Tennessee, living in Carnes, what did I do this morning? Yeah. I got up. I, I did my normal routine. I prayed with my kids. And then I, I came here and then I'll go to work. Yeah. And for the vast majority of the populace, yep. what they're going to do today, what they are going to do tomorrow, they may be upset. They may be frustrated. They may have had an extra cup of coffee, uh, today, but they took their kids to school. Yep. They, they, they're going to go to work. They're yep. preparing for Thanksgiving. They're preparing for Christmas. They're, they're and, and so for us, we have to, I think the church has to create some sense of, uh, calming force. Yeah. Of even if your candidate loses, mm-hmm. we have hope in tomorrow because of the the one that went to the cross and rose from the dead and and, and brought us life. Right. Regardless of right. if Biden is the president or Trump is the president or who sits on the Supreme Court, and, and so I think for some of us that should bring a sense of calm. Right. And and understanding that uh, the the reality of the matter is. When decisions are made in Washington, Washington D.C., they they affect us. Right. But boy, does it take a long time to affect us right here in our home. Right. And and so love your neighbor well. You're going to go to church with somebody this Sunday that voted differently than you. Right. You are 100%. You will. You may not know that, but you may be sitting next to someone that voted for Trump or voted for Biden. And and what does that mean? Or locally, they voted for a different candidate than than you picked. Right. And so can you, as a believer, engage and interact with your neighbors 
even though they think differently than you. That is why this process is so important. Is again, and we talked about it before, it allows for us to, in an, in a way, have civil war with each other every four years at the voting box without throwing a stone. Right. By simply saying, this is who I want to vote for. Right. And then we can go back to going to school with each other, going to work with each other, going to church with each other, going to football games with each other, and understanding that, look, we, we did our part. Now let's love and, and live our lives. And, and that's hard. It's hard. And it's going to be very difficult for that to be, for many to get clarity on that the day after the election. Sure. If I could just offer an encouragement to our listeners uh, this afternoon, and that is we have been so programmed to demonize mm-hmm. every person that has a viewpoint different than us. And that does not that is not uh, in any fashion, um, you know, I, I, I should maybe say I, in no fashion is that statement some encouragement for all of us to soften on our convictions. I, I'm not telling us to throw away uh, things that matter most to us. I mean, Andrew and I uh, both care deeply about a few of the issues that are major issues on uh, these parties' platforms. And so whether we agree or disagree, it really does matter to us. And so we are not, as Andrew said, it is not some, we're, we're just kind of minimizing your patriotism or minimizing your concern or minimizing your passion. But I will say, we as a society have demonized everyone who does not line up exclusively with us. Uh, no better example uh, than than even my own trip up here. And I'm going to make a confession here. Just last week, I found myself being guilty of falling into a trap of, of, uh, taking information and, and, and not understanding really what was going on. Now, so you probably saw the article or sorry, the clip where it appeared that Joe Biden could not remember who he was running against. Did you see this uh, clip? You know, yes. and, and he, and he references to George <laughs> yes. a couple times. And so immediately it's given to me, you know, as this guy legitimately thinks, who does he think he's running against? George Bush? Yep. Does he think he's running against, you know, George Washington? Who does he think? Well, and, and so in my mind, without, and I didn't go and spread it and pass it or, I mean, all, but, but in my mind, I allowed that information to to immediately shape my belief or understanding about Biden's competency, which may be great, may not be great. We we you know that that that's a different discussion. The point is, in that particular segment, he's talking to George Lopez, yeah. and and so a, a verbal pause, just like you and I have at times on the radio, is he's he's giving the name of the gentleman he's speaking to on the other side of the camera. All this to say. The discussion is not about a particular candidate's competency or mm. lack thereof. The discussion is we demonize people so very well, and that is an indictment on us. And so here is what I am going to challenge our listeners to do today, tomorrow, whenever this cycle and this process comes to an end, and I hope it's sooner than later. Yeah. When we have a new or we have a next, you know, whether it is Trump for another four years or whether it is Joe Biden, would you pray for that man? Would you pray for our country? Would you pray 
that they would make decisions that would be helpful for our nation, that would value things like life, that would care for the oppressed. I mean, let's be really honest. Donald Trump has done a few things this past four years that even went beyond what most would have ever imagined mm-hmm. he would have done when it comes to the, the fight for life. Yep. And something has happened in that, whether it's in his own heart, yep. whether it's in the hearts of people around him. And so whether that's for Biden or whether that's for Trump, let's pray for these men and the people that are going to be serving alongside them. We'll come back. That's uh, ACDC. That's good. We, we, when you played, did you play sports growing up? I did. So when you played sports, for me, when it was basketball, my motivation was hip hop. When I played baseball, when it was baseball season, it was this ACDC, hard rock. Uh, did you did did you have like your go to, depending on the sport, what it was, or yeah, um, I I so like so, in book so club and math club that you did. Yeah, what, what exactly really motivated uh, you? Well, I was a huge fan. Now again, there there was a lot of um, sanctification that needed to happen in my life, I understand. and and by God's grace has happened. Coolio, uh, Coolio yeah. was big with you. There was a lot. I, I really enjoyed House of Pain. Jump. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was a great kind of yeah. walk in song. You sure. Know? Um, trying to think what else. Um, I played soccer, so they they did a lot of like unique, more like international things. Like they'd give me the Olay chant. Oh yeah. Olay, yeah, yeah, olay, yeah. olay, 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 And so you kind of come in. And they had this big, huge thumping like drum. Sure. That okay. Was, so that was pretty cool. Um, I, 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 at the time liked Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, come on. Uh, that's golly. what, that's what, that's Again, good. that is really bad wow. and really old, they but I was though. really, really they young. I was really, really young. Yeah. And, uh, I said, yeah. was, was, Crazy Bone. Was, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, eat you at the crossroads. Yeah. Uh, First so, of the month. All yeah, those things. All that stuff. So. <laughs> Don't Google those No, folks. please do, do not, not Google do those songs. We're, we're not proud of that past. But here's the thing that, uh, <laughs> that again, for those that are just joining us, we are pre-recording today and, uh, there's any number of things that could have happened. Yeah. And when we say any number, we truly do mean, any number of things could have happened between uh, the time we recorded this on Wednesday morning to uh, the time you're now listening to it. Um, but we, we've tried to shift a bit. You know, at the beginning of the show, openly, we, we ranted a bit, not so much on any candidate, but more on just the process yeah. and how it feels like we should be able to do better uh, when it comes to really ensuring um, that, that this is being done in a noble and an honest way. Um, it feels like we can do better when it comes to actually, you know, employing people through the night to count balance, having a general plan, you know, all, all of these things, it feels like we should do better. And so what that does in me is it disturbs me. It just puts me on edge. It really does. And what I'm going to try to do this evening is I'm going to try to go home and I'm going to try to love my wife and yep. I'm going to try to love my kids And I'm going to try to show them something that I tried to show them in the midst of COVID-19, which is a calming voice in their life. And friends today, 
Could I encourage us to be calming voices? Uh, and openly, some of us, that is really, really hard to do when our spirit is not calm. Yep. And so I'm praying that in the very same way that Jesus showed up, you know, after the, 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 after his crucifixion and, uh, he's now been resurrected and the disciples are locked inside in fear of the Jews, believing that Jesus' fate was most likely going to be their fate. And Jesus walks in and he says, peace be with you. And that peace speaks towards all kinds of things. It speaks towards a, a relational peace among them. It, it speaks towards a, a kind of a circumstantial peace. It speaks towards ultimately an eternal peace, um, recognizing that the very last words that he had said before that is it is finished. And Jesus, in the moment of chaos, offered to them a calm. And friends, I would just encourage you to embrace that calm. And I would encourage you to embrace prayer. And I would encourage you to really be a person who fights for unity. Um, I I know, and I I said this to our staff a couple days ago, I know that the enemy relishes division period but i'm going to tell you that i believe the enemy is much more interested in destroying the church than he is our country Mm -hmm. and so what i fear more is that christ followers believers in christ who sit next to each other in church and who are in each other's social media circles and who interact in life groups I am more concerned about the church being divided and being torn apart because of politics than the country being torn apart yeah. because, of, because of politics. And I would just say we cannot expect a lost world to act in ways that are in character with a holy God. Mm-hmm. But if we are indeed children of God and we are indeed made in his image, then we should embrace that responsibility. Does that mean it's easy? No. Does that mean I'm going to turn on the news this afternoon and get, you know, tweaked and get angry and get frustrated? Yes, that is going to That's happen. That's why you should put it on Hallmark Christmas. That's exactly right. You're not going to get frustrated. But with we're that. going to try to do our best, right? Yes, that's absolutely. And that's the thing. Look, if you if you go home and go back into your house with your kids and your wife and your family or your husband or whoever, and you're saying, oh, it's all over. There's no hope. Well, if I say that at home and my nine-year-old and seven-year-old look at me and go, oh, there's no hope because wow. your candidate didn't win, what is that going to tell them about the God that we worship and, and celebrate? And so just just be careful with your words. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. We'll talk to you next week.